Hello, hello, hello. What's up, Victors? Thank you for listening to Victoriously Broken. We are your hosts, Invincible and Mrs. T. And this safe space was created for all who have been broken to share their testimonies to encourage and uplift others. Today's episode is a continuation to our four-part series titled Pace. So far, we've given you patience and action. Mm -hmm. We discussed the importance of taking action while you're being patient Mm. because faith without work is dead. Mm. which was derived from the scripture, James chapter two, verses 14 through 26. Come on. Amen. And the worksheet for each of these topics can be found on the website, www.victoriouslybroken.com. Now today's topic is letter C, which is for control. And in order for you to keep your pace, you got to be what? In control. And <laughs> you see, control and patience go hand in hand, right? Yep. Because patience is, is when you have control over yourself and you don't allow your emotions to overpower your intelligence. Mm. Yep. Reminds me of my favorite saying, don't argue with the fool because bystanders won't know the difference. <laughs> Amen. Right. You got that right. Yes. It's when you have to go against the grain, fight the flesh, Mm. give that person grace. Yeah. And know that not everything requires your reaction Mm. because sometimes your silence is louder. (laughs) Girl, sometimes your silence is louder. Oh, my goodness girl that should be a t-shirt it might be a t-shirt out there somewhere right <laughs> sometimes your silence is like you know what because everybody doesn't deserve mm. to hear your voice amen Woo. i say that all the time i'm like do you know how precious my voice is mm. okay this is my money maker right here mm. <laughs> mm. You hear me? Because listen, and even to, even to that point, right. About not hearing your voice, even to that, all things don't need to be said. Emphasize emphasis on that. Listen, just because what you will say might be the truth does not necessarily mean the truth at that point need to be heard. Amen. My bestie in her class, she teaches her students. She said, even though it might be truth or might be your opinion, is it kind, is it necessary, and is it true? Right. Those are the three questions you ask yourself before. Oh, no, wait, pause. Is it kind? Is it necessary? And is it a fact? Mm. Because if it's not a fact and it's just your opinion, mm-hmm. it is not kind or necessary. Right. You don't need right. to say it. Right. And can we talk about that for a minute? Because your truth may not be factual. And then on the flip side, 
something that may have happened may not be true to you, but can be true to that person. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to, I like to give my children this analogy. And I use this quite often, especially when people say, oh, did Jesus really exist? Oh, was he, you know, was he really up and alive and around? Oh, well, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all say different, different things and all have all the Old Testament has. Okay. All right. Whatever. Right. So this is what, this is the analogy that I use. I say to my son or even to my daughters, I say, imagine like my son, he's in high school. You're at high school, right? You've seen a fight, right? Mm-hmm. A fight break out. And you like, ding, ding, ding. He just got his mouth blew out. He just got his mouth blew out. Man, did you see that fight? He got his mouth blew out. Man, yeah, I saw the fight. Oh, man, but he knocked him in his eye. Man, I saw the fight, man. Oh, dude knocked him on his face. What? Oh, dude knocked him on his face. No, man, I seen him. He, he kicked him. He kicked him in the back. He kicked him in the back. Oh, man. You ain't see old dude slap the mess out of him? Mm. Man. Every single one of those people were correct. Mm-hmm. That guy did get kicked in the back. That guy did get slapped in the face. That guy did get punched in the eye, right? Mm-hmm. Every last one of those people... Now, just because this person didn't see him get kicked in the back does not necessarily mean it's not true. Exactly. The one common denominator in that scenario is what? There was the a fight. fight. Every last one of them know for a fact without a shadow of doubt that, that there was a fight. What they viewed and how they viewed it and how they saw it may have been different. But all they know, they walked away and they know for a fact they saw a fight. Amen. Just because I see Jesus like this and you see Jesus like that and I know him to be this and you know him to be that. And Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had different encounters with Jesus and described him like that. That one common denominator, that one truth still stands that Jesus does exist. Amen. Amen. They all had an encounter with him. They all had an encounter, right? Every last one had an encounter. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't matter, right? You just have to be careful. There goes to, to your point of silence is louder. You have to be careful about the words you use and being careful by the words you use and what comes out of your mouth goes back to making sure you are in what? Self-control. Amen. Self-control is everything. Who I, I mean, I struggled with self-control when I was younger. I don't know about you, Invisible, but I struggled a great I deal. I still struggle till this day. I be fighting against my flesh all the time. Me too. Me all too. All the time. And... As long as we have breath, we're always going to be fighting with it. Always. But I I do agree with you on one thing. I feel like as an adult, it's gotten a lot easier to manage and to be more in self-control than it was when I was younger. 
Yeah. Because I didn't know, you know, obviously you didn't know. When you know better, you do better. So. Yeah. Well, supposedly, supposedly when you know better, you're supposed to do better. This is true. That's not not (laughs) a common that's not a common practice this is true this is true not one lie has been told i've heard i've heard uh you know a lot of a lot of some people say you know common sense ain't always common amen you know what you're right it's true we all have our gifts and our strengths in certain areas that's what gives us that balance that yin and yang because even though it is it would have been great if we all had common sense but then the world wouldn't go round, would it? Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's what makes us all you know unique and different and interesting. Is that that's what makes up know, our fingerprint? Ooh, our fingerprint. That is awesome. Exactly. You remember when you said that? Yeah, I don't remember when I said that. When did I say that? In the very, in season one, in the beginning, you I said did. that, that came from you. We all have our own individual fingerprints with God or something about this, something to that. Wow. Effect. I need to quote myself more often. That was a good <laughs> thing I said. <laughs> that sounded real good, Miss T. You should take your own advice. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that was awesome. All right. Thank you, Lord. That was Holy Spirit. You know, it wasn't me. (laughs) All right. Well, you have no recount of what you said. Listen. Like, I said that? That sounds amazing. Like, (laughs) God was moving through me that day. Right. Exactly. That wasn't me. That was the Lord. Amen. (laughs) Girl, I mean, okay. So my self-control was lacking a lot my temper oh I had Victor's I had a temper how many of you guys dealt with a really bad temper or it is still in temper recovery Amen. <laughs> I am, I, I, am <laughs> I am in temper recovery okay <laughs> I, I have to agree with you because my temper comes out when I drive Yes, that Again, is a fact. I, share with that. <laughs> I can attest to that. Yes, that is very true. <laughs> it's something happens. I I don't know what it is. Everybody has their trigger. My trigger is when I drive. That's why I don't prefer to drive because I just, I can't deal with people on the road, not paying attention, mm. doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you saw me right there. Why would you pull out and into my lane? when you easily could have pulled out into the nearest lane, you mm-hmm. know, why would you go across the lane to pull out in front of me? And I'm right there. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just stay in your I, lane, people. Stay okay? in your lane. We told you pace, pace yourself, baby. Stay pace in your yourself. lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Gotta pace yourself. Amen. So that's my <laughs> trigger when I have to get in behind the wheel and people do dumb stuff. But I'm in recovery for that. Amen. Yes. Temper recovery. It's I've a gotten thing. a lot better. We're going to make that a thing. Temper recovery. We're going to have meetings. All right. We're going to set that up. It's coming <laughs> to you soon. Amen. Temper recovery. Okay. T-T-R, uh, T-R-A. Temper recovery anonymous. Yeah. 
T-R-A, we got an acronym. We got the okay. acronym. <laughs> Clap it up. Clap it up, Victor. <laughs> T-R-A. Temporary yes. Anatomy. Coming to you soon. Coming to you too soon. You know, coming to you a Zoom, a Zoom near you. A Zoom Amen. Near you. <laughs> listen, listen. We're gonna get through this. Yes, we are. You know, it but you know, it was so bad. I did not have self-control of my temper. I think I was so angry. I was just, I was an angry kid. It had a lot to do with, I just been through so much in my childhood, but I was just angry all the time. And then it just didn't, it didn't get no better until I got, I don't think my temper got any better until after I had my first child. I I can see that. I think our, you know, our first child really calmed us both down talking about my husband and I, you know, yeah, it calmed us both all the way down because it's, it's like, I no longer can just think about myself. I have this other human being that I have to think of. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, if I hurt this person, I could potentially go away yeah. and be without my baby. So let me calm down. Yeah. Take us to take a few breaths and step back. Okay. Yep. Gain control. Gain control. I had, it is definitely a virtue. One of the virtues, you know, that God mandates us to have is self-control. He mandates us to have self-control and not only over what we say, right? We have to have self-control over what we do and how we do the things we do. We just have to because what we do in the midst of anger could last a lifetime. Talk to them. Talk to them. Run that back. What we do in that slither of a moment of that bad emotion, anger, rage mm. the decisions made within that moment could last a lifetime yes yes when you say that it instantly triggers like you made me mad so i'm gonna kill you and not only is that one person gone forever but now so are you your life is gone just as well you end right. when you choose that route what both lives are gone oh. right when really sometimes it just takes a second to just think and walk away. Mm. Somebody makes you upset. For me, I walk away. Mm. I, I leave the area wherever they're in. I don't want to have nothing to do with you. Now, when it comes to the workplace, let's talk about that. Because I Come do on. that personally one-on-one, amen. When you have to. can't escape them. Mm-hmm. It takes when- conversation. But what if you can't have that conversation? Mm. Because people like to mm. twist your words mm. and they like to play victim. Mm. And then they sit and they attack you when the whole time you were the one trying to bring peace, trying to bring understanding. Exactly. Yeah. But somehow you become the problem and wow. you become the, uh, what's the word? Antagonist. Wow. Wow. You become the villain then. Wow. When, wait a minute, this whole thing was, I was just trying to find a common ground and understanding. I was trying to find peace because 
I deal with you more than I deal with my family because 40 hours a week of my life have to be spent with people that don't mean anything to you at the end of the day, because if they're not family, you know, they don't really mean too much unless you Mm. build that relationship and that connection. right? Right. No. Yeah. I agree. Invisible. I agree. So having control when you can't deal with conflict in the workplace, what I do, and I, this is, again, I can only speak for me. Of course. I take a break. I take my breaks. Yeah. Okay. My, my yeah. lunch and my two fifteens. I don't really, I don't care. I'm entitled to them. I get them. I'm not giving you that. I'm taking my time. Uh, in the words of Maxine Waters, I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> I'm reclaiming my time. Auntie Maxine. We love you, Auntie Maxine. <laughs> Shout out to Auntie Maxine. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And I will make a phone call if I got to. And I would vent and rant and talk what I need to talk to calm myself, to get composure. Or I will go into a room or go outside and talk to God. If I can't talk to nobody else, you know, I will talk to him and rant and say all this stuff, get myself together and go back in there and deal with them for the remainder of the day. But only speak to me unless it's about work. If it's not about work, respectfully, please stay in your lane, stay in your corner. Because I'm not, here's, here's what I hate, right? Is when it's a lose-lose situation. When they speak to you, you speak back. That's how I was raised. If somebody goes out their way to speak to you, you speak back. Amen. But I don't have to go out of my way to speak to you first, right? Mm. That's just, mm-hmm. for me, that's just what it is, okay? But if you speak to me, hello. Good morning. We can leave it at that. But just because I'm not the first one to say hello or good morning or ask you how your day was, that does not mean I I'm the problem and I'm this and you know. Yeah. I understand. Why, why does that have to be? Because I'm here to work, not to make friends. And if my job is a problem, you know what I'm saying? Then mm-hmm. all right, I get it. But no, I'm doing my job. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you socialize, then they tell you quit socializing, get to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't socialize and you work in, then they tell you you need to be socializing. And and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's frustrating. And you know what I love? You know what I love about our God is that He always always gives you a way of escape amen and and you nailed it invincible right on the head when you said what if you can't get away what if you can't get away from that person at work what what do you do take your breaks take your breaks find your time find your me time find an outlet yes God's giving you a way of escape out of that situation. And you know what, Victors? Guess what I got? (laughs) I got a scripture for that. Talk to Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you, but such 
as is common to man. And God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. Amen. Mm. It's right there in his word. Like right there. He does not he does not give us more than what we can bear. So when you are in that situation, when you are on the job, when you are in the family, when you are on the street, when you are wherever you are, you feel like, Lord, I am trying to have self-control right now. I am trying my best, Father God. Please help me. It says it right here in his word that he will not put more on you than you can bear. So if you're going through what you're going through, it's because God trusts you enough to go through it. Talk to him. And not only, not only does he trust you enough to go through it, he, God will never bring you to anything. He himself won't walk you through. Talk to him. So not only does he trust you to go through it, but he's going to love you enough to see you all the way through it. Amen. That goes to the, well, why not me? Mm. Because when you got to, when you're going through stuff, you got to look at it. Like, like Mrs. T said, he chose me. Mm. He chose you. Right. And that's a reminder. I have to keep reminding myself that every single day, like, okay, he chose me. You chose me, God. This is my task. This is, oh, this is my journey. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, you chose me for this. I, and, you know, and sometimes, Victor, I still have my down moments. And I, and I spoke to you guys about this early, 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 early in season one. I think it was the first episode when I went through so much depression. Sometimes I do still have those moments where I be like, okay, I feel overwhelmed. I'm over. I'm doing too much. Or I can't do it. I'm not good enough to do it. And then he's like, no, no, no. Mm -mm. Reel that back. No, I chose you for this. Mm -hmm. You are exactly who I made you to be for the very thing I put on your plate for you to eat. Everything I put on your plate, every single food item I have placed on your plate is there for you to bring nourishment to your body. So this is how God talks to me. I don't know how ever God speaks to you is how he speaks to you, but how he be talking to me, he be like, daughter, I put this on your plate so you can eat. Don't pick over your food, baby. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it, boo. Listen, God has specifically picked you up and placed you exactly where he wants you to be. Oh, can we just go ahead and let that linger for a minute. Sit sit in that. God chose you. But you like, Mrs. T, my situation, like I'm facing, I'm about to get evicted. But Mrs. T, I'm about to lose my house. Mrs. T, I'm about to lose my kids. But Mrs. T, I'm about to, I don't feel like living no more. How did God choose me for this life? Well, baby, because you are able to listen 
to the sound of our voices right now is a testament to where you are in your life right now. You are somewhere able to hear this. And because you can hear this, God ain't through with you yet. So don't ma it don't matter what your situation is or what your circumstance looks like right now. The only thing that matters is God chose you for this circumstance because he trusts you enough that you gonna get through it. Not only does he trust you enough to, to have you in the situation that he's going to love you enough to see you all the way through it. So I know for a fact that you're going to get through whatever it is you're going to get through, baby. Because why do I know? Because I've been there. I've been there all the way there, all the way out. Man, when we talk about self-control, this is on everything, not just on what, our, what we say, not just on how we act, but how we spend our money. Self-control, how you spend your time. Amen. Amen. You gotta have self-control over where you spend your money on. Okay. Well, Mrs. T, I don't have a job. I don't even got no money. I've been there too. Listen, all I can tell you is your journey is your own. Yes. And no matter where you are in your journey, I know for a fact, because I am a living witness, that God would never, ever, 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 ever bring you to anything he won't see you through. You have to just have faith and believe it. You have if faith. Don't buy me groceries. I get it. I know faith don't buy you groceries. Been there, done that too. I get it. But I do know that faith is believing and things that you cannot see. Mm -hmm. And I do believe in the power and that there is power in belief and there is power in thinking because scripture tells us, so as a man thinks, so is he. Yes. When you're constantly in the thought of agony, you're constantly in the thought of betrayal, you're constantly in the thought pattern of bitterness, or you're constantly in the thought pattern of I can't, I can't, I won't, it will never happen, or it will this, or it won't that, or it, we're constantly in that thought pattern, then your unconsciousness is going to feed your consciousness, and your consciousness is going to walk out your thought pattern, mm -hmm. so while, so while you're, while you're saying, well, I can't find no job, I ain't never gonna have nothing, I ain't never gonna do the, 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 and you're talking that to yourself. You're thinking that to yourself. And now you're speaking it to yourself. And now you're walking into that. Amen. Let me challenge you to change your thinking. Power of the tongue. You got to speak it. You got to speak it into existence. But here's the thing. Even, you know, even with that, speaking into existence, you've got to speak a, a to according to God's will in your life. What is God's will? God's will is for a believer when you believe in me and you come to me through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, when you turn away and you repent for any sin that you have done, I will be faithful to you. I will be just to you. I will help you. I will go through it with you. I will walk with you. You will get through this. Yes. But that's what that means. 
You can't just say, oh, I speak that I'm going to have a million dollars next year and then not do nothing. Faith we just talked about that. Yeah, we just talked about that on actions. That's 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 speaking to existence. That's fine when you are speaking a, a, according to God's will. God's yeah. word also said, if you don't work, you don't eat. Exa- Woo. Come on. Okay. If you don't work, you don't eat. Okay. So you can't find a job. Okay. Do something. Do something. Do something. Do try something. Try anything. Do something. Listen, at one point, when I was cleaning toilets and working at the hospital. At one point, I didn't have no hospital job. At one point, we didn't have no job at all. And we, okay, we figured, you know, we were on welfare so tough. We got all this bridge car money at one point of our lives early on. We like, okay, well, this bridge car, how we gonna get some money? We can't find no jobs. All right, I'm about to go buy this food. Discover my husband knew how to make cheesecakes from scratch. Start selling them in beauty parlors and beauty, beauty shops. Amen. I was slinging my husband's cheesecakes, selling them. Getting in revenue. And then we messed around and rubbed elbows with somebody like, oh, hey, dude, I got a job situation for you. Look at that. Bam, Mm -hmm. boom, right? Mm -hmm. Took it upon ourselves to get out there and do by any means necessary to get this, get what we need to do. Do Mm -hmm. what we need to do. We kept praying. Okay, Lord. I know you are faithful. I know you are just. I know you keep your promises. I know you will not leave us nor forsake us. I know that this is just a season. Lord God, I know, I know, I know. I have faith in you. I know things are going to turn around. We start changing our thinking. We start speaking this, start speaking it. And not only that, we worked and we grind and we did whatever we had to do to make sure my husband did whatever he had to do to make sure his family was right and was taken care of. I did whatever I had to do to make sure we were good. Didn't matter what type of job it was. Didn't matter. I'm going to get it. We're going, I can do whatever. Exactly. I can do whatever. Exactly. I can do whatever. It don't matter. Don't matter. We need to get this. How bad you want to eat? We need to get this, right? Listen. Wherever you are in your journey, wherever you are, if you're in that abusive situation, if you're in, if you, if you got your kids took and you trying to work to get your kids back, find it, get out there and find the help. If you need help, ask. That was my biggest issue was pride. Like I always had an issue with asking for help because it always felt like somebody had something over me. Yep. And that's why I was taught when I was growing up is you never allow someone to do something for you without you doing something for them. Mm. Right. Because you don't want them to ever come back and say, well, remember when I did X, Y, and Z for you? Mm. Then that way you say, yeah, and I did X, Y, and Z. And that's so sad, right? Because you're not even supposed to do that. You're not, it, it, that's just not, that's it's just not how this walk is. It's supposed to be coming from the goodness of your heart because exactly. God blesses us to bless others. Exactly. That's what makes this whole world go round. God exactly. didn't bless us for us to hold on to it and exactly. never give it away. No, exactly. we're supposed to give it away freely and willingly. You love thy neighbor as thyself. 
Exactly. Exactly. Unfortunately, people don't have that mindset. And you have to deal with people accordingly. But here's the thing. You are to give how you are to give. And if you have a giving heart, don't ever, ever give expecting anything in in return. Amen. And if you are requesting someone from someone else, it don't matter who it is. You let it be a request. Because at the end of the day, it's not about them. It's not even about you. It's about God. Yeah. And don't ask for something and make the person feel guilty or bad because they either A, can't help you or they don't want to assist you, right? Exactly. It's not their obligation too. So be thankful for whatever little bit they do give you. Yep. See, if they can't help you with the whole amount, so they give you some of the amount, be thankful for what they give you. Yep. And here's the thing about that too. I don't loan. I don't loan money. I don't, I don't do loans. Right. Well, you technically you're not supposed to loan what you can't afford to lose. Right. I never asked to borrow. If I ever, if I've had ever asked for something where I probably can count on my hand, my hand, like, one hand, how many times I've ever asked someone for something. And they know the people I've asked for something know me. Like if I ask, I have literally exhausted all other avenues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it is serious. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, my sister circles even just, just sit stuff. Like she's not going to ask me. I know what's going on. I'm about to just send this because I know her. Amen. And that is a fact, Victor. But it's so, but that's, but you know what? That's so toxic. That's what I've discovered about myself. Like that's a toxic behavior. You're not supposed to have that type of behavior because that's prideful. And -hmm. God does not want us to be prideful, right? Mm -hmm. And we need help. We're supposed to be able to ask for it. Not only that, but know who you can ask, right? And you know who you can ask. Exactly. But it's exactly. it's breaking that curse that's so yes, hard to do. It is still in me. Oh. Yes, that is so hard to do. You want me to break generational curses over oh. here? You want me to get over stuff that's been passed down to passed down to passed down. Now it's on to me. This is this is how many years on to me. You want me to just all of a sudden just get over? No, that's not gonna happen. Not like that, but it requires work. That's what we're doing now. We're working. Yes through it we healing together yes yes that is so awesome and that's a type of self-control that's a type of control as well it's having the wherewithal to break that generational curse Mm. knowing how and knowing the importance of breaking the generational curse because it takes so much self-control not to fall back into the same old same old amen i shared with y'all last week i was dealing with that for two weeks come on and all of a sudden out of nowhere god finally revealed to me well technically he's been telling me but i guess let me let me rephrase that all of a sudden out of nowhere I decided to start listening to God. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Say your word. Let's be real here. Let's just Let's be, be real. 
Okay. Let's be frank. Okay. I started listening to God. Yeah. Because God's been telling me, uh, no, baby. Yeah. This ain't it. Yeah. And I've been telling him, no, God. <laughs> this is <laughs> this it. Is it. <laughs> and I have been battling. I'm not battling him right now, but every now and then it might creep up. Yeah. Where yeah. to have that control to not pick up the phone, not make that phone call, not send that text or not to reply to that text. Yep. Not to let myself go down that road again because yep. I've been down this road for how many years and nothing has changed. Yep. Back and forth, back and forth. At yep. what time are you going to quit bumping your head on the same tree? The tree ain't moved. The tree ain't moved. You keep running into the same tree. When are you going to realize the tree ain't moving? And it's like that saying, to do the same thing and expect different results is insanity. Hello. Hello. It's the definition of insanity. Okay. Oh my goodness. Here's the thing, right? I am such a big believer on writing it down. Y'all know me by now about me with writing it down. Put it on paper. Okay. I understand we in the type, type, text, touch, thumb movement age. It's nothing like a paper and pen to make it real. You know, hold yourself accountable. Write it down. Say, okay. I am struggling with cutting out junk food. Yes. I'm just making up something. I'm struggling with cutting out these chips. And then write a little prayer, Father God, help me to have self-control over, stop eating these chips. Everybody. Girl, you speaking to me and you don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> God was sending a message to me through you. Amen. <laughs> Listen, I'm just, but, you know, write it down so you can see it and it's in your face. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's something about it being in your own handwriting where you're like, okay, ooh, I wrote it down. I feel like so it's like means, a signature. Yeah. So that means I am responsible yeah. for adhering to this. Yeah. Now I am held accountable. You know, let's just be real, y'all. Let's just be real, Victors. Sometimes it's hard for us to have self-control because we don't want to hold ourselves accountable. Mm, You have not lied yet. (laughs) And you know what? We don't want to hold ourselves accountable because, I mean, honestly, Victors, it feels so good. Mm. Not being in control feels kind of good sometimes. Let's just be honest. Sin feels good. It feels good to sin. Mm-hmm. That's so sad, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's true. It is it's true. true. It's it the truth. True. But that chastisement after you do it, that feeling you get afterwards, yeah, where you find out, oh, the reason why he did this. Yeah was because his wife is dying in the hospital or 
the reason why she did that was because she really was mentally ill and she just tried to kill herself the other day yeah or the reason why he slammed on the brakes in front of you is because a person was walking across the street or somebody was trying to turn or to avoid a squirrel or no multitudes of reason we never know what's going on with the other individuals and that's the point and that is why it's called grace please show me some grace because even though it may be me who mess up today it may be your turn tomorrow y'all know that's my song because i'm different because i'm different listen because every single person has a backstory yes you're not the only one. Is what they did to you right? No. And sometimes you got to put, put that H word in front of no. <laughs> no. Amen. H no. Amen. What they did to you was not right. Okay. But God would not call us to have self-control for no reason. Because every single action you do has a reaction yep that's what we tell been teaching my nephew uh his mom started that uh years and years ago because my baby is 12 but she would tell him all the time for every action has a consequence sometimes it's a good consequence sometimes it's a bad consequence but every action has a consequence every action that's what we te- we've been teaching our children we've been teaching our children that since birth Every single thing you do has a reaction to it. Good or bad, indifferent, doesn't matter. And it's so important as believers for us to have more actions that causes good reactions than the actions that causes bad. So important to have self-control. We love to hear from you. Your story is important. Don't let your story go untold. Your life has value. And if you would like to share your testimony, please feel free to email us at I am at victoriouslybroken.com. Yes. Because in the words of the great poet Abyss, this life isn't for me, it's for you. Mm. God gave me gray skies so yours can be blue. Until next time, peace and blessings.